and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. I'm Louis Tomlinson, sat next to me, as per usual, is James Watson. Hello. How are you doing, Jim? Very fine. Uh, cracking weekend of racing last weekend and looking forward to previewing this weekend because could be a, a few more clues towards Cheltenham. There were plenty of clues for last weekend, including the Dublin Irish Racing Festival, uh, which was a cracking weekend. So, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, we've it, we've got so much really to get stuck into re, re, uh, talking about what went on at Leopardstown. I'm looking forward to Super Saturday this weekend at Newbury. Being a class of her own this season is going to win the Irish champion hurdle and the first mayor in 16 years to do so. Appenshade, a wowing performance. Uh, well, we're going to start with the Dublin Racing Festival and we're going to move through all of the Grade 1s, including the novice races. We'll start with the first Grade 1 on the card, which was the novice hurdle over 2 miles 6, won by Jigginstown and Commander of the Fleet. What did you make of that, James? I was on Rhinestone myself. Uh, I thought Rhinestone had it, personally, but then Commander of Fleet, uh, of Fleet just kept finding more. Uh, he's been very oddly campaigned, I thought. Uh, when he was, I, I thought, as soon as he won on his bumper debut in the Gosland Rover bumper at Punchestown. That, Always a good race. Yeah, though. he looked like two mile four, three mile would be his bag. And then he went and won over two mile four in the maiden hurdle impressively. And then they decided to run him in the Royal Bond over two miles, which... It was just out, 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 outpaced. Really there. didn't suit him, did it? They're, they're quick. They were quick two miles in the Robon. Quick grabbing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're what I'd call all of them. Triplicate and Aramon were ahead of him there. They're all what I'd describe as being speed two milers. Completely Rather agree. than staying two miles. The step up in trip suited Commander of Fleet right down to the ground. And I really liked his attitude because Rhinestone gave him a race. Rhinestone was travelling better coming around the bend. Yeah. And I thought I had it. And then he just ground it out and won comfortably in the end I think and I think Commander of Fleet could be a serious Albert Bartlett contender oh yeah well that's the plan now potato race uh, it was it, quite interestingly he drifted massively yeah in the 10 minutes before the off he went from 4s out to 13 to 2 no. I, I don't know why that was no no I thought that after the off because I thought the other during the week when we were looking at this race it was 12 to 1 and then he got back into 4s and then he drifted Interesting run by Relegate. I thought Relegate looked very, very slow. Did you? Yeah, it, it was... I guess it was obviously eye-catching. In in the sense of... You know, you, you can tell there'll be other days over there. Yeah. But I, I'm I, I'm not quite sure whether she's quite top-level. To level say she won the two-mile... That she won the champion bumper at Cheltenham over two miles. Where it's not really worked out it's that really that, well, no. though, has it? There's not tornado flyers come out and been beaten. AC you know, DC was uh, AC Milan, Milan. Sorry, was fourth, and yeah, the, the form of that champion bumper doesn't look as strong as what it did at the time. No, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I like Commander of Fleet. The the only pro- and I'd probably be backing him for the for the potato race if I knew where Beakstown was going. Yeah, because I still think Beakstown's Looks like the best novice hurdle I've Still seen. Still a decent price in in both the Ballymore and the Albert Bartlett, yeah. fourteen to one roughly. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. We don't know whether he's actually going to turn up at Cheltenham. But I I like that from Commander of Fleet. Really nice young prospect going forward, and already a Grade One winner. 
The next race on the card was the Irish champion hurdle, and this is this is probably the headline of the week, wasn't it? Uh, Apples Jade wins the cha- Irish champion, and he's now going for the champion. Mr. Watson, we've got a race on our hands. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna, it could be some race if you think about it. Apples Jade, Lorena, Bouvardere are all coming to the last, and Bouvardere wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apples Jade was in- mightily impressive to win this, and it's not often Jiggenstown change their mind and go, you know what, we'll, we'll stick to the mayor's hurdle. Or rather well, d- d- do you think it's Jiggenstown or Gordon who's made this decision? I think it's Gordon. So do I. I think Gordon's gone, we've got a serious champion hurdle contender here and we should just go for it. And that's what they've done. Fair dues. Beat Super Sunday, Petit Mouchoir and Mellon decisively, who are, all had a decent chance, I thought, in my opinion, in running a decent race at Cheltenham. So, has done all that she has to do, and hopefully she can make a race for Bouverdere, because stupidly, after Apple's Jade won, I thought, you know what, we'll back Bouverdere. And yeah, it didn't work, did it? So, I, I was mightily impressed, and one, one that possibly Cheltenham could suit better for... A, almost two mile four horse, I think. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it, you, you need to stay. You need to be able to get up that hill because we've seen many horses found out in the final furlong, well, final hundred yards even. So yeah, ten out of ten for Apples Jade performance of the week, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that that's that's almost the thing you want to see with a horse like her as well, because the step down in trip wasn't guaranteed to play to her strengths, nor was the ground. And she's still smashed up Super Sunday, mm. you know, who's a you know a good yardstick at at Grade One level. Mm-hmm. The the winner of the Champion Hurdle really should be one of her or Bouverdere, I think. Yeah, I oh, agree. Jim, did you hear Jim McGrath on uh, Local Sunday yeah, saying Lorena could be the best Willie Mullins has ever trained? I know. And and just looking back at Lorena, Lorena only cost fourteen grand. What an absolute steal, Lorena was. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. We but might as well talk about Bouverdere while we're yeah, on the subject. Well, I mean, the contenders hurdle is not no one's favourite race, really. I think it's pretty fair to say that he did what he had to do fairly well. Uh, I should have I should have played a focus with him and Vision de Flow. Yeah, I, I bet Vision de Flow each way because I couldn't see him finishing out the first two. Uh, I got ten to one the night before Vision de Flow. Thought that was a cracking price, ten to one, and then got backed into fours in the end. Did exactly what the job needed, Bouverdere, and looked back to his best from his previous little blip last time. Yeah, but th- I mean that that's suddenly burst life into the champion hurdle now. After what we're looking like, it could be a slightly underwhelming mm, race. Yeah, Apples Jade versus Bouverdere versus Lorina is a clash of the titans at Cheltenham. Now, if you think about it. It's going to be seven pounds. Bouverdere's got to give to Apples Jade. Will that be enough? That's a lot of weight. It is. It is, and it's it's something that I guess, especially with Labago Wah winning at Grade Level as well. How much of an advantage is it to Mares? Should it be reduced maybe to I five think, or three? I think three. Personally, I think it's so much of an advantage to Mares allowances because. Seven pounds is a lot of weight. You think about a seven pound claimer in in that context. If you take use a seven pound claimer, it makes a hell of a difference in a handicap and it'll just make the same difference in a 
graded race as well. So I th- I think that it should be reduced to at least three, personally. Well, yeah. Well, it, even with a three pound, even if it was three though, Apple Jade would certainly be well up there. She's as good as a hurdler as there is in Ireland. Correct. At the minute, well, she's the best hurdler in but Ireland. But you never know with Melon. Melon always turns up at Cheltenham. So if the money's for her on the day... She, he's not turned uh, up yet this season, yeah. though, has he? No, he's not, but Cheltenham's his place. I don't... I, I, I don't... I can't see Melon in the first three, really. I don't think... I think it's probably a stronger race this year mm-hmm. than it was last season. Bouverdale wasn't at his best at Cheltenham last time, you know, in last year's champion hurdle. I think you're kind of clutching at straws to give Mellon a go. If you're Jesse Harrington, what what do you do with Super Sunday? Do you go for the stayers or the champion hurdle? I've He'll ge- run in one or the other. I've genuinely not got a clue, but before Apple's Jade was going to the champion, I would have probably gone for the champion hurdle. But now that Apple's Jade's going, I'd... I'd it's two sound beating she's given yeah. him this year. I'd probably go to the stayers. Do you think it's a more he's got more chance of finishing the frame there than he does in the champion hurdle? Yeah, but I'm still unsure about his stamina. Um, I don't think either race suits him really. But if I had to make an executive decision, I think I'd go stay as hurdle because she's he's not going to keep up with Apple's Jade again, is he? No, I I'd kind of be the opposite. I I think he's already had one crack at the stairs. Didn't do. He was even not seen him in a champion hurdle yet, and he's a, he's a staying two mile. You know, two falls probably is optimum. I I don't think he'll win, and I I probably don't think he'll place. But I think you'd rather win a champion hurdle than a stayers. Yeah. And I think a horse like Super Sunday might get the pace he wants in a in a champion hurdle. Yeah. Uh, look, I. I, I I think he's got a fair bit on though mm-hmm. to to reverse. The Need to improve to the, like it majorly. Yeah, you? big time. The next trade race on the card was the uh, the bumper, won by Envoy Allen, who's now favourite for the champion bumper at Cheltenham. Big money purchase for Chiefly Park and Gordon Elliott, and they look like they've got a really smart one on their hands. Workman like I thought, uh, got the job done. That's what you want to see though. Not, not impressive. But that, got that. the job done. When I was watching the race at the time, I thought that Jamie Codd had closed the door completely on Lisa O'Neill and was the reason why Abracadabras ran out. But looking at the head-on, there was nothing nothing wrong. It just hung under pressure. It was just inexperienced yeah. from a young and, horse, and I, I was really impressed with the run of Abracadabras. And I do think that that sort of took Envoy Allen... The, the win of Envoy Allen away a bit, judging by the fact that Abracadabras ran out. But, yeah, I, I really like Envoy Allen and think that champion bumper could be the clear option, I think. Yeah, I mean, his favourite for that now, and Ad is probably worth saying, especially with Malone Road out for the season, the leading bumper performer we've seen so far this year. Yeah. And I like this because even, cause y- you see a different facet of a horse when he's got to fat when he's got to scrap. Yeah. You know, it's it's all well and good bringing inferior horses by twelve lengths. Mm-hmm. What he's done here is shown he can get down and dirty. Yeah. And put in a workman like performance. What did you think of the ride by Jamie Codd? Kept him very wide and also I thought he used the whip a lot. 
And it, did he get a ban for it? Is it, is it is I'm not quite out? sure about that. But watching it, like in the moment, I thought, "Geez, he's absolutely flogging this." And and nothing against jockeys because I've never ridden a horse myself. But I thought it wasn't a good image for the sport. Oh well, I I, I don't really, I I didn't notice it myself, and I don't, I'm I'm not I've not seen anyone else mention it. To be fair, Jim, so I can't really say I've got a strong opinion on that. But I like him violent. Yeah. Uh, and he he's probably the one to beat in the champion bumper at the minute. Uh, the next race, well, the next grade one we had was the Ladbrokes Dublin Chase, and we'll start this with just paying tribute to Special Tiara who was an absolute superstar mm. for Henry de Bromhead and uh, Sally Rowley-Williamson. Just completely ruined what was... Took a shine off a brilliant day. Yeah, completely. Uh, won the champion chase in 2017. And... A proper proper bold jumping front runner. And um, I, I tweeted about it after, saying there's bit, there were some people slating Special Tiara's connections for keeping him in training as a 12-year-old. Not having any of that. He was, he was a horse who was completely in love with the game. Mm. You could tell his enthusiasm, his spark was still there. He was still a graded level performer yeah. at his age. And I, I, it, it really disappointed me that some people slating his owner, who was he was clearly the apple of her eye, yeah. and Henry de Bromhead, and just commiserations. Kim, Kim Bailey said that Noel Feely said to him he's the, the quickest horse he's ever rolled over, ridden over a fence. And like, quick, always wanted to be first to get to the first fence. Never rode a horse as quick as specialty to yeah, the first fence. Yeah, a, a brilliant old campaigner and what a, what a tragedy that was mm. to lose him in the Dublin chase. I mean, the race kind of fell apart because specialty Tiara obviously went wrong early on and Castle Grace Paddy got no further than the first so Min had to be ordinary world, which he seems like he's done about twenty-seven times <laughs> in his career, uh, and St Calvados. Min, Min just got the job done. Yeah, I mean it was. It, it, I guess with with two of the five runner field being out of the race by the first fence, mm. sort it, of. It, it, it kind of didn't leave us any clearer on what was the output of the there's, race. There's not. I mean, but Min. He, no matter what, if he'd have won this by, I mean, he'd have had to have won by 40 odd lengths for us to go, wow, that was special. Yeah. He's beaten Ordinary World and St. Calvados again. Do it, done it easily. And he's the clear second best two mile chaser around. Yeah. I reckon, barring. Do you go back to the champion chase? I think he's it's it's a race that suits him more than the Ryanair. Yeah. I think it suits him more than the Ryanair. You just sort of got to play the guess that. Like last year, that LTR hits this flat spot. We've, yeah. we've not seen it happen this season with LTR, but you just got to hope that as soon as LTR hits that flat spot, Ruby finds the point and goes, and just goes. You know what, Min? We're going to go and try and win this and try and leave LTR gone. And if that happens, L- LTR might not even hit her. I'd I'd go for the champion, me. I, I think I, after I'd, this performance, I'd go for the champion. I just I'd, I think. I mean, you don't want to be scared of one horse. No. It's fairly easy to say we'll get an easier time of things in the Ryanair. Yeah. But there's always, how, however unlikely it may be, something might go wrong for Altio. Correct. You know... And I know ra- that's awful racing. to say. Well, it's racing. It's look, racing. look what happened with Duvan. Duvan looked unbeatable yeah. until he got, you know, he picked up an injury in the champion chase, you know, two years ago. Yeah. 
Min's a horse most likely to pick up the pieces if anything goes wrong with Altior. Completely agree. For me, and I'd I'd stick him in the champion chase. I think he, without Altior, Min would be clear favourite for it. Yeah, I, I agree there. And I did originally think Min should go for the Ryanair, but I think there's better candidates now. I've had a sit proper sit down and look at it. Earned a saw should go for the Ryanair. I, I, you taught me into this, but yeah, did the, got the job done and. Hopefully, Min will go for the champion chase. Yeah, and as of the second year in a row, Alderney World has completely ruined his mark for the Grand Annual. He's rated 153, he'll go up, well, possibly slightly for that. Yeah. Getting back down, Henry, he'd run a stormer in the Ryanair. Uh, the next the next great one was the Frank Ward solicitors, Arkle, the Irish Arkle. Larishberg is a bit, he's the best two mile novice chaser in Ireland. Correct. Simple as that. Very impressive, I thought. Good ground is the key to him, though. I, I find if the ground comes up soft at Cheltenham in the Arkle, he, he might not even run. Uh, jumped beautifully. I have not seen a novice chaser this season jump as nice as Uh Lost nothing in defeat when second to Delta worked by half a length in the Drinmore. Trip doesn't suit. Trip didn't suit. Two mile out and out for me and mightily impressive. Joseph O'Brien with a 1-2, which was a very positive... Outlook for the Dublin Racing Festival for Joseph O'Brien. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got a lot of really, really strong candidates for the good races at Cheltenham as Joseph. Completely agree. Knock, knock, nan, knock nanus, is that how we call knock it? Nanus. Knock pa- Nanus. Knock pa- Nanus was pronounced. Fell at the second. It's sad for owner, trainer, uh, Gary Moore. Well, not owner, I trainer, mean, but he was connections. Doing, he, was go, he was being mental. But that is Knock Nanus. He is a fruit loop. Yeah. Yeah, a, a high-class fruit loop, but I, I guess it, it was he he was Larishberg's main main rival yeah. according to the market. Not nice, didn't make it any further than the second. Mengli Khan Mengli was disappointed. disappointed again. I don't know what to do. I don't know what you do with him now. I I don't. I'll have a, his his he doesn't have an official rating yet. Yeah. Over over over, uh, over fences. I, I'd almost be tempted. To stick him in the grand annual rather than, rather than the yeah he's just the below graded class doesn't he yeah prob very probably but is Larishberg the right favourite for the Arkle uh, has got all the credentials so far this season and I've been very impressive impressed been on the go since the Galway hurdle yeah would that, would that be a slight worry that, for you that would be the slight worry I personally I'm more of a Dynamite Dollars fan as everyone knows. Uh, but Larishberg deserves to be favourite. I am a big fan of Silos Emery as well. Yeah, I've backed Silos Emery. I think he'd be the second behind Larishberg for the Irish runners. But it's, it's almost... You're looking at it with almost two different aspects between Larishberg and Silos Emery. Yeah. Because with Silos Emery, he's only had one run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll be a race his time, really, to get another run into him before the festival. Yeah. So he very possibly could line up in the Arkle and only second start over fences. Yeah. The Arkle will be Larishberg's eighth run of the season. Yeah. And do you think, is there, is there the potential that he might have just burned out a little bit? A Possibly. heavy campaign? Possibly. If you look, look, he ran in last year's county hurdle and he come to the second last pulling like a train and never found anything. Um, so there is that question mark. Does Cheltenham suit Larishberg? That is a major because Festival Farm is quite clearly the best form and... County Hurdle run last year was a bit. I, I was disappointed, but he probably, 
possibly could have done slightly yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an infinitely better chaser yeah. than he was over hurdles. And he wasn't a bad hurdler either, to be honest. Mm. It wasn't quite graded quality, but it wasn't too far off. Uh, but yeah, another another cracking performance from Lerichberg. I think we've said that well almost every time he's ran this season. Yeah. He's not done a thing wrong at all this year. Uh, on the Sunday, the Triumph Hurdle trial, which is the uh, Tattersalls Island Springs Juvenile Hurdle, won by Sir Eric, and he's a right favourite. We've got your new champion hurdle favourite, and I think champion hurdle winner. Uh, got all the credentials. Uh, Joseph O'Brien has an excellent record in the Triumph Hurdle. If you go back to his form under Aidan O'Brien, he was third in the Long Distance Cup behind Stradivarius and Thomas Hobson, so there's nothing wrong in that. And now that Miranda's not running, <laughs> we'll take all the beating in the Triumph Hurdle, I think. Joseph O'Brien's got serious stronghold in that race, though, now. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's, he's, there's Sir Eric... Fakir Dudery. Gardens uh, of Babel. on the runner-up there. Another one too. Fine Brunello as well. The one that finished second behind Fakir Dudery at the trials meeting. So, Fakir Dudery could be an interesting prospect for me if he was to go for the Supreme. He's had plenty... Yeah, you're, you're really keen on that. He's, he's had plenty of chase, hurdle and chase experience. And he's only four. And he could have had more runs than most of the runners in the Supreme. And... I'd be a massive fan of going to the Supreme with Fakir Duduri, 14 to 1 at the minute, and I'm tempted, I'm slightly tempted to play, but I might just hold on and, and wait to see. It'd have to be non running all bet. Yeah, it'd have to be. Uh, so, yeah, well done to Joseph O'Brien. Yes, he's got, from on all evidence so far, clearly the two best juvenile, juvenile hurdlers in Britain and Ireland at the minute. Sir Eric, a worthy favourite for the Triumph. Uh, the next race, the Chanel Farmer Novice Hurdle, won by Classical Dream. The, the Novice Hurdlers in Ireland so far this season, over two miles, I say there's, there's not been an obvious supreme horse, especially the, especially because, well, Rich Richie doesn't appear to have one. Is Classical Dream being slightly underestimated because of the colours he wears? I think so. Uh, you don't often see him. And also the fact that he's had plenty of runs in France. That's what sort of put me off Fakir Dudery as well at the... Before the Triumph Hurdle tri- uh, trial at Cheltenham, um, he's run runs in France. They just run from an early age, which is obviously a great thing because they learn to jump quickly. Yeah, I, I he was impressive on Boxing Day when beating in Tukas, who did re- reface here and didn't run any sort of race. But I was impressed by Classical Dream and a bit like Envoy Allen, just got the job done workmanlike. I thought. Uh, did well to battle back at stable mate Aramon, and I thought Aramon was going to fly past at the end. And classical dream put his head down and rallied. It, it's, I think it's fair to say with include with the Irish contingent that they're, they're the best two two mile novice hurdlers. It's such a shame Crick grab him's out injured because yeah. I'd have been all over him for the super. Because he after this form he would have been even stronger I think because we wanted someone uh, we wanted a horse to win this and be impressive and. Classical Dream was workmanlike and got the job done rather than being impressive. So, I don't know. Will Classical Dream be up there in the market now for the Supreme? For me, possibly not. There's the no, Angel's I... Breath's the obvious likely one, but 
I'm not sure Classical Dream has that wow factor. No, I, I, I agree with that. I, I've had a bet on the Supreme this week of ridiculous amount of time I've backed Thomas Darby each way. I just think the race will tee up for him. A strong pace. It's all They always go rapid early on in the Supreme. It's Thomas Darby fly home from the rear and win the race at 20-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. But Classical Dream and Aramont all certainly deserve their place in the lineup. Vision Deneur as well. Sound well, not soundly beaten in third, but I, I, I see no reason why he would turn the tables at Cheltenham. Agreed. I don't see any obvious excuses for him. Uh, the Flogos Novice Chase, Le Bagoa, cracking mare, really, really good attitude. And I say she's put them to the sword here. Solidly stapled the name on the map now. First English horse to win at the Irish Dublin Racing Festival. So for your quiz people out there. Um, the race fell apart, didn't it, when Delta Work wasn't running. The ground on the Sunday was rattling good. And Labagoa just jumped him into submission. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was shaping to be a really good race, mm. really good finish, but then there was some hurly-burly mm. around the bend with win- Winter Escape and Jets, and I think Hardline might have been involved as well just bumping into each other a bit. I thought Winter Escape was travelling into the race, got banged, and then didn't seem... And then did, ran no sort of finish, found out his burst blood vessels, which makes sense. Uh, but uh, and a cr- cracking performance from Labargoa. And we want to see Warren Greytrex and the other English lads rewarded. Yeah, for going over in the I- Irish backyard and going, come on, Willie Mullins, come on, Gordon Elliott, bring it on. And... Turns out Gordon Elliott pulled out here and it wasn't his cup of tea, but 10 out of 10 for the owner, owners of Le Bagoa for taking her over and hopefully, where do you go, JLT, or do you go RSA? I, they're not sure about whether they're going to go to Cheltenham, are they? I'd go JLT. Yeah. I think she stays three miles off, evidently, but the, there are some proper strong stayers in that. Yeah. Santina I've always is seen, an out-and-out I've always stayer. seen Le Bagoa as an RSA horse, for me. Three miles... Three miles, I see her as a stayer. And I, I do think that the RSA will be better. She has run against Santini and beat Santini uh, looking at the form. So, yeah, I I, I like Le Bagoa, and I didn't used to. But she's changed my mind. And if they don't go to Cheltenham, it's not the end of the world. But it's worth a go, isn't it? Yeah, really eye-catching run from Kaiser Black in second as well at a big prize. Last seen out before this winning the Connaught National at Roscommon in June almost nine months off and he's, he's, he's come back to finish second in a grade one staying on really well the Irish National seems to be the plan for him next although he'll probably go off near to top weight for that yeah after this performance he certainly will uh, and finally we'll talk about the Irish Gold Cup the race fell apart didn't it yeah the, the good Six ground runners good uh, ground got to him didn't they leaving a field of four but jumping is the name of the game and that's what won it for Bells Hill to beat Road to Respect by a short head. Uh, there were countless times in the race where Bells Hill took half a length out of Road to Respect. Absolute class vibe by Ruby Walsh, I thought, and thoroughly deserved the win. I, I had question marks about Bells Hill on, on, on good ground, but nothing smashed them out of the water and Road to Respect battled well, I thought, but Bells Hill, you're a massive fan of Bells Hill. We're both a massive fan of Bells Hill. I was just not sure about the ground and decided to just leave this race alone and sadly Bells Hill won. 
But yeah, I mean, e- even with a 10 run of field, Belzil were the one I'd backed. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of, uh, at the start of the season, look on the very first podcast we did, I said my two for the Cheltenham Gold Cup are presenting Percy and Belzil. I think the winner will be one of the two. Mm-hmm. And nothing that's happened this season has changed my mind. Yeah. In fact, it's probably strengthened my views even more. The thing with Belzil is for the past year and a half, he's improved with every single run. Yeah. He's built on everything he's done. Uh, you know, yesterday you could still back him at 16th at Gold Cup. Yeah. I don't get why. I I, I think he's a... Be a decent m- each way bet, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I also think he probably won that a shade more comfortably than a shot head. Ruby you know, gave R- him Ru- a very Ruby, nice Ruby, Ruby delivered him to lead on the line. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he had more in the tank. Completely agree. And look, the trip for Cheltenham shouldn't be a problem. He's put to bed... The whole thing about not being that about only being able to go one way round. You know, he, he can go left-handed. He's proved that winning there. Jumped straight as a gun. He's a horse I'm a really, really big fan of, and I'd look well. I'm really happy that he's on side with me for the Gold Cup. I agree. Right, and we'll just talk about quickly in England the the Silly Isles. There was a Grade One in England this weekend as well. The Silly Isles novice chase, Deffy Desoy, turning the tables. We've lost in translation. Good race this, Jimbo. What did you make of it? Very impressed. Lost in translation, my favourite. Jumped beautifully. Just got denied. I- I'm not sure. Vindication looked very, very slow, I thought. Yeah, it looked like a three mile. Definite, definite step up in trip. That six in a row now is gone. So, Defi Desai, I, I don't mean to sound biased, but I could quite easily see the tables being reversed again at Cheltenham if they were to reappose. Defi Desai has also answered the question marks two miles Does he stay? And has. And Lost in Translation rallied back on the running and I think the world of Lost in Translation. So, Do, do you still think he's he's a good festival bet? Now that he's shown, he's been beaten twice this year. Lost in Translation? Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I do. I think he's a solid option. If if he tur- if Labagoa turned up in the JLT with him, what, why, why would he be able to turn the tables, Jim? Well, if you look at his previous performances against Le Bagoa, he's jumped horrendously. Uh, he was coming into the race at Sandown as if he was going to catch Le Bagoa, and he, he absolutely ploughed through, the, I think it was a second last, and left that, that fence was called off for the day because yeah. he'd, he'd left that bigger hole in it. And as much as Le Bagoa has done everything, been there, done it, won the Corto and then won the Flogar. Yes. At Leopardstown, I, I still, I still fancy Lost in Translation. I think there's loads to come from him, and if he could possibly get his way up front. Do you not find it slightly worrying to see he's going into a the Cheltenham Festival with a win record over fences of one out of four? I, I, that doesn't bother me. Flashy profile doesn't need a flashy profile. Would 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 you give Defi Desai a good chance and in the jail? Too? I would do after, the, would, would after he this. Would he rank highly on your list of dangers? Yeah. Uh, he won't be far away because he's really impressed me. So, yeah, good to see Defi decide back to form as well. It's it's good to see that, you know, especially we say how hard it is for the good juveniles to come out, you know, and perform well in the second season over hurdles, and that's what happened with Defi Desai last year. He was head and shoulders the best juvenile of his age group, mm-hmm. and then had a nightmare campaign last season back over hurdles. But it's good to see that he's not gone at the game. There's still the ability there. 
he's still only six. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's done really well so far this season, and he'd rank highly on my list of JLT candidates, probably higher than lost in translation, if I'm honest, Jimbo. That one hurt. And whilst we're at Sandown, we'll just, we'll just mention Jimbo's big price nap, oh, ho, ho. Paul Cody, who was, out, who was available to back at 66. 66 to 1 in the morning, finishes second to Lord Napier in the Heroes Handicap Hurdle. Well done, Mr Watson. He'd run an absolute cracker, and he was beat nine lengths. But I was chuffed with the each-way value. I took five places just in case and got the job done. Only needed the two. So... I was very impressed, and that that race was an odd sort of race. He, he got his own way up front, I thought, and ran a cracker. Yeah, no, no, it, it was a, a strange race to watch. Uh, Could you see a potemps for him at Cheltenham? Is he qualified? Yeah, he finished sixth last time behind Paddle Your Own Canoe. Oh, that's what you said, yeah. He was given a very potempsy ride. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's, I mean, it's a sort of... He's not going to be underestimated in the market again after that. But a really nice performance from Cool Cody. Lord Napier as well has been progressing well this season and has done well for the Bowens. And glad to see him get a good... Finally get his head in front in one of his big handicaps. Yeah, because he ran well in the Lanzarote as well. Right, that's just about everything from last week. There's been a lot to get through at the gym. But we'll move on now to talk about Super Saturday at Newbury. We'll start uh, the coming weekend's action with Newbury and with the Grade 2 Denman Chase, won last season by Native River en route to winning the Cheltenham Gold Cup. He heads the market again at a general, I'm looking at Hill's odds, 4-5. to five. But Clanders O'Bow is also in there and he's jocked up with Harry Cobden on board on Tuesday. He's 6-4, to four. what a cracking clash that'll be. Uh, further down, Anibal Fly is sixes, Coney Gree twelves, Last Samurai sixteens, and bigger prices for Beware the Bear, Gold Present, Ballyhill Noble Endeavour, and Thomas Patrick, who's had an awful season. Uh, I mean, is this a two-horse race as the market suggests, Jimbo? I'm I'm pretty sure it's between them two. Uh, Native River was back in third in the King George. That Clandes won. Uh, Clandes Obo won. So I, I think the market could have this slightly wrong, personally. I'd have him equal six to four. I think Native River. Sh- well, it'd be even money then. Yeah. Probably even yeah. money rather than six to four. Yeah. Um, I, I think they deserve to be the same price. Yes, so do I. Uh, I don't. I, I think it's quite weird that Clondis Oboe is is bigger than Native River. I know the track. I'm almost tempted to have a bet, Jim. I, I'm a massive. I I feel that we are underestimated Clondis Oboe. And if he beats Native River here, does he go favourite for the Gold Cup? No, because no, the entirety of Ireland is on Percy. You know what, Jim? He's already an absolute cult hero in Ireland. If if Percy wins the Gold Cup, there'll be Guinness lobbed about the place. You know, tricolours flying down, leprechaun hats everywhere. The whole of Ireland are obsessed with presenting Percy, and he'll go off favourite for the Gold Cup, no matter what happens. I'm certain of that. The thing... Here is they've I say they've both run in the same two races this season. Mm-hmm. Both in the Betfair. Native River was second, Clanders Oboe was fourth. Then in the King George, 
Clanders Oboe won the King George, Native River was third. So even on that, even on level playing things, it's a one-all tie yeah. between them so far this season. The, the, only, the thing I'd say is that at the prices, Clan, surely Clanders Oboe is progressing. Yeah. And not that Native River is declining. It's just that there could still be more to come from Clanders Oboe. He's only seven. And next year could be an even better year for him for a Gold Cup. It could Another season on his back, and I th- I think Clanders Orbo has been one of the shining stars of the three mile division this season oh, in certainly. England, and I think that he will win this. Although, I mean, does it does it not give you if if you were a native with a fan, surely if if you fancied him for the Gold Cup, you'd be. You'd be thinking he's got to win this, yeah. Because Nate Newbury's one of his one of the tracks he's performing. Like he won this last year. He's a Hennessy winner, you know. And I, I can see, even though personally I'd have him almost level, it'd probably be I'd have him a shade of well, odds on he's both. He's now of them. won this race two times in a row, so he's going for the hat trick in this race. Yeah, exactly. And w- the, I guess the reason he's throwing it is you're taking promise from the fact that this race will suit, and he still ran well. In the better favour than King George, which erases that wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He did outstandingly well to finish third in the King George on Boxing Day because he was ridden miles out, and he did. I I, I thought he'd gone. I thought he pulled up, and obviously he just plodded on. That is ground key for him. Does he need it soft, soft, or? I I, I don't think so. I, I I think I think it's more like the soft the soft ground accentuates his stamina mm-hmm. rather than the fact that he needs he needs a bog you know I say he's a Welsh Grand National winner yeah you know Native Native River wouldn't wouldn't be put off mm-hmm. by a bog over three miles mm-hmm. at the prices I'd, I'd be a Clan Des Oboe fan how many of these do you actually think will line up I don't think Hannibal Fly will mm-hmm. Tony Green very possibly be nice to see him running this last Samurai I don't, I, I'm not sure again the Grand National weights come out on the following Tuesday yeah I, I don't know whether whether that would be slightly in the back of Harry Fry's mind yeah thinking a good run here it'll see him shot up another could think pounds. the same with Beware the Bear as well not in the Grand National is he not no he's not he's not Bally Hill is but to be fair he, he might need to run here and try, yeah. uh, try and creep into a second or third to get one or two more he's, he's got a mark of 143 as mm. Bally Hill which I say I, I crunched the numbers midweek. It might take about one four five, one four four to get in this year. Mm. Such is the high quality of entries in this season's Grand National. God, I could talk for hours about that. We'll stick to the subject though. Uh, I guess on the most recent run, which was the King George, and I know people say Native River didn't wasn't suited by Kempton, but. It, it, at the prices, I think Clandis Oboe has to be the bet. I'm with you there, completely with you. And I've 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 said a few times, and this is not knocking Nate River at all. I think he's a brilliant horse, absolutely cracking, sticks his head out, tries. Uh, he's vulnerable though at the top level. Yeah. You know, he's already been beaten twice in Grade Ones this season. It, even in terms of the Gold Cup, I, I, I think you look at that. It, it, it was a soft ground gold cup might bites mm-hmm. had no sort of season yeah. you can look and you, ca- you can kind of think last year's gold cup how trustworthy is it yeah uh, you know 
can completely understand with you there. And they kicked away from the field, didn't they? And then the f- now, if you look at the field to run this season, they it's, it's almost an entirely different group of horses. Yeah, yeah. It's almost you know you say Clan Desi is one of the younger generation coming through. Like I've said, we've presenting Percy, Kenboy, Bells Hill, Album. Yeah, Album photo. I always forget about him, Jim. But Jim, you well, can never forget about no, Album photo. I say I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This season's Gold Cup winner's one of them. It's one of the new generation yeah. coming through. Yeah. Though, I think Native River's a cracking horse, and it wouldn't surprise me if he were to beat Clander's oboe. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's... I think you'd be a fool to back Native River odds-on yeah. to beat a horse who, one, beat him last time in the King George, and two, is clearly improving. Yeah. Completely agree with you there. Clander's oboe, the selection for us both, then? Definitely. The next race on the card is the Betfair Exchange, Chris. The Game Spirit. We'll call it its proper name. It's the Game Spirit. Jim, what's it called? The Game Spirit. Yeah, well uh, done. Thank you. On our agenda, I put the Exchange Chase and I thought I'll try and get away with it. And luckily, he read it. And then as soon as I saw him first thing, bang, straight blow, in blow there. Blow me top. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call racers by their proper names, not the sponsored names. The Game Spirit Chase, Fox Norton heads a bit in. Five to four. Undersoul seven to four, then seven to two, waiting patiently. Fives Hills Kitchen, who are, I'm pretty sure the plan is to run. Ooh. Kalashnikov is eight, unsure. Then Dolos tens, Gino Trail, St Calvados, and Tree of Liberty. Top gamble, bigger prices. A remainder, Darabin's available to back at hundred to one. If you fancy throwing some money down the drain, <laughs> uh, Fox Norton, surely the correct favourite based off what happened last time. Yeah, we were we were both at Haydock. Uh, when Fox Norton run last time when Altior won in the Clarence House and we were both very taken by his performance weren't we? We both thought he ran sufficient and we both thought that something like a Ryanair in the future would suit him so I think that this race over 2 mile 2-1 sorry, might suit him but I I do think 2 mile 4 is his bag I I do think the step up if they're running him in this, do you think they fancy their chances in the champion chase? No, they're not going. No, they're going to go straight for the right yeah. there. Wondering if Erndesor turns up. Uh, I know you're a massive fan of Erndesor, so fire away. Oh, I'd, I'd back him, even though I backed him to win the Dublin chase last weekend, and he didn't turn up when I lost me tenner. But uh, I, I, I'd probably almost side with Fox Norton. Although I don't know, there's so little between these two. Yeah, in my opinion. Be interesting to see waiting patiently it turns up. Yeah. What what I, what I will say about Foxton is I think quite a lot of people have kind of forgotten how, how good he is, how good he was yeah. before his injury. He was second in the champion chase, beaten ahead by by Special Tiara. Mm-hmm. You know, he then went and beat Undersoul in his own backyard at Punchestown. In between those two runs, he won the Melling Chase. You know, fairly easily. Um, look, I, I I know it, last season didn't go quite go to plan. You know, he got injured, you know, halfway through the season, and he was beaten by Politolog in the Tingle Creek, which again, Politolog's a Grade One horse. Mm-hmm. I I can forgive that. I liked what he did last time at Ascot. You know, he ran as well as he could have done. Yeah. I, I, you know, he's going to get beat seven lengths by Ant- Altiors, no. Yeah. Mean and feet. again, I, I I watched that race again yesterday. And the, the, the thing I I almost realised was Fox Norton was, was 
pulling away from Diego de Chamo. Yeah. He wasn't getting closer to Altior. Yeah. But he, he was still, even though he was second, he was still finishing his race off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a I'm a big Fox Norton fan. Same. And I'm a massive Undersoul fan. I, I just love it. Look, if you look at Undersoul's record from 2016 to now, over the last two seasons, have been 2 1 1 2 1 1 2 1 1 1. He is an absolute superstar. He is. And he is. A once in a lifetime, I think. For, oh, yeah. The for sort of, like the McConnell family. They. Go oh, at the old Connell. Old Connell, sorry. They follow him any, everywhere. They take him to all the big meetings and he turns up. And 10 out of 10 for him because we need more horses like that now. Oh, yeah. And again, he's, would you agree with the fact that he's come closer to beating Altior than any horse has over obstacles in the Tingle Creek? Yeah, yeah. Probably were. Other than Min at last year's champion chase, because at one stage I thought Altior was beat. Yeah. I, I'd probably agree with you there. That is the closest Altior has been to being. So if if we if we take Altior out of the equation for both Fox Norton and Undersoul, if you look at what they've done without Altior, you'd have Undersoul as the latest Tingle Creek winner and Fox Norton as the latest Clarence House winner. And even prior to that, Undersoul, his last two runs it, before the Tingle Creek, he'd won the champion chase at Punchestown. And then I know it won a cracking race at Fairy House would be Artois Phil. Mm. But they're both so solid top level performers and in, in a year without Altio these would be you know these two are min it'd be a brilliant little debate as to who's the best out of the three of them yeah look I, I don't know whether Undersoul will come over mm-hmm. I'd love him to do you not think we're underestimating waiting patiently a bit because do you think he'll run he's a frustrating horse to get your head round isn't he and he must be difficult. I don't know if he's difficult to train or they just want to keep him lightly raced. What what I'd say is the Ascot chase is next weekend. Yeah. Oh, well, not, you know, the weekend after this. Yeah. He won that last year. Mm. I, I don't understand why you'd take this option up when there's a race that... Could be slightly easier, would you say? I, I wouldn't even say easier. It just suits waiting patiently more. 2-5, Ascot, yeah. he's a reigning champion in that, in that event. Yeah. Why would you run here? Fair dues. I can you, completely see where you're you coming know what I mean? from. Hell's Kitchen's a fascinating one. Uh, he, he's been an odd sort of horse, hasn't he? He's sort of looked like an absolute... He, he, he's an absolute giant of a horse, isn't yeah. he? And he, he's always keen in his races. And he's sort of gone through handicaps and slowly progressed. And last time he beat Janica at Ascot. And That's, that form stacks up well. Janica, Janica ran really well last time, actually. Behind Sarah Delac, didn't he? Yeah. Nick Williams's And... Yeah, I like Hell's Kitchen, but this is hot company, isn't it? And he might find the waters too deep, to be honest. I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past him. I, he's clearly not the most straightforward of horses. But I guess it's almost that slight spark of, is it madness or is it genius with him? Yeah. Because he looked monstrous last time at Ascot. Look these other runs that prove sometimes he can be pretty woeful mm. but he's worth he's worth his place in this lineup. you know he's he's a good good adversary for Fox Norton and Undersoul his price is very short I yeah. think 5 to 1 is far too short if you see Kalashnikov's in here at 8s do you think he'll go here or go to other Warwick. targets at Warwick must be Warwick must be Dolos at 10s 
Won well this weekend. Uh, he's gone up four pound for that. He's not. He's not as good as the first. Surely he's not as good as under so are. You know, you, you, you're thinking Fox Norton is a two-time Grade One winner. Mm. Under so God knows how many Grade Ones he's won. It must be over five. You know, th- these are proper good horses. Yeah. This this could be one. This could be a better race than the Denman, in my oh, opinion. The um, thing is, do do. Uh, the part of the price of Dolos, even though he's won well last weekend, and he's a good, good grade three level two mile chaser. He's not on the same planet as under so or Fox Norton. No, I'm no. sorry. The fact that he's ten to one, you could stick another zero on that ten to one, and I still won't think it were a good price. He's just not as good as these two. So your final selection for this race? Oh, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. For me, it's going to be Fox Norton. <laughs> I'm glad Fox Norton, but whisper it very quietly because I will be cheering under so on, no matter what. Fox Norton for me as well. Uh, and, well, the big betting race of the day. Well, to move away from two races, are pretty much, me and Jim reckon, are two horse races with the possible free horse race in the game spirit to the most one of the most competitive handicaps of the uh, the richest handicap hurdle in Britain is the Betfair and they bet with William Hill 7-2 to two favourite Al Dancer jocked up for the Twist and Davises 4-1 to one getaway Trump 3-1 to one Monsieur Lecoq 10's Countista 12's Baliande Lisp and Lisp 14-1 to one, you can back Leon Cavallo 16 Saglawe Chittibello Mont des did they leave you out too and then 20, Sussex Ranger, who I know you said right at the start of the year could have a big handicap in him. Zanza, Armest, and then bigger prices you can have. Nordic Combined, who's quite a useful novice, William H. Bonnet. And 33 to 1, bar them. Jimbo, what's the angle? Is the angle the novices? Well, Get this, away, ra- Trump this race answer. normally suits a novice, doesn't it? Look at last year's winner, Kalashnikov, then went on to finish second in last year's Supreme. It, the market seems to think it's between Al Dancer and Getaway Trump, and looking on most websites, Al Dancer's been on the drift over the last couple of days and has not really been that confident about them. Previous winners, uh, uh, Bally Andy's in this. I'm, 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 just try- I'm, I'm just having a look now. I'm trying to work out when was the last time a non novice won this? Kalashnikov. Bally Andy was a novice. Agrippar. Agrippar was a novice. Violet Dancer, very, I think, was a novice. Splash of Ginge. Splash of Ginge. Was my ten toyos. My ten toyos was Zarkanda was, and think recession proof was as well. And then get me out of here. Went on to finish second to a Menorah yeah. in the Supreme. It's been a long time. It might be Wingman all the way back in two thousand and eight. The last non novice to win this. I was about seven then, so I don't I don't remember whether <laughs> Wingman was a novice, <laughs> but th- that that's a solid. Almost nine of the last ten winners, very possibly ten out of ten. Well, 13 out of the 16 runners have gone on then in this race to run at the Cheltenham Festival. So this is a perfect trial for a a festival race. And Getaway Trump is a horse I'm a massive fan of in the owner's group colours. He was second in the cello last time behind Champ and Brewing Up a Storm was backing forth. Now, we all know the reputation Champ has, the name, and Getaway Trump outrun his odds at tens I thought beat brewing up a storm who would have won who well, very we, possibly we both won. think would have won when but falling in the classic novices hurdle at Cheltenham where Birchdale won so the form is strong there I think 4-1 to one is skinny in a race like this and I like him 
but I couldn't back him at four to one. I mean, the favourite is Al Dancer, who's uh, three out of three over hurdles so far, quite prominent in the betting for the Supreme. Last time out, Shul, uh, very impressive at Cheltenham, although this is a different level. But again, if Al Dancer's a Supreme horse, you want to be seeing him in the first two here. Yeah. Uh, I like the form of Al Dancer. He's second run over hurdles at Foss Lass. He beat a horse called Present Value that day, and Present Value since come out since and won a Chepstone maiden hurdle, very impressively beating Sue Smith Hill 16. Uh, he's got the form in the book, but whether he has the class to win this, I'm not. I, I'm not. A lot of people are over him for the uh, Supreme. They really like him. Yeah, he sort of. I'm not snuck under one. my radar, and I, I'm not a massive fan of him, to be honest. Is 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 that because he's come through handicaps? I think so, I, and he's not got the flashy profile of running in graded races like yeah. Kalashnikov did last year. He's he didn't have it. I think he run at Weatherby and he won yeah. at Doncaster. Um, in this, a horse at a decent price is Leon Carvalho, I think. Fourteen-year-old. Uh, he was turned over at one to two last time. Fourteen-year-old. Bloody hell, Jim. They must be, they must be a bit of a veteran. You don't understand, do you? You said fourteen-year-old, not fourteen to one. Did I? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, fourteen to one. Jimbo just looking absolutely <laughs> blankly at me, like I'm, like I'm some sort of complete idiot who's not able to read the words. The words seven. Uh, he's a seven-year-old trained by Doctor Richard Newland. Crack on, Jimbo. Yeah, he, he was second in a beginner's chase last time out, and it didn't really suit him. I didn't think. Uh, but previous to that, he was third in the Galway hurdle behind Charger, and we all know what Charger has done since that one, two subsequent grade ones. Uh, Charlie Hammond's booked to claim five off, which is a massive help, and I think he's got a massive chance here. If you go back to some of his old form, he finished second in the JCB Triumph hurdle uh, the year that Ivanovic Gorbachev won. No, surely that wasn't the actual triumph. That must have been one of the trials. No, the triumph hurdle that Ivanovic Gorbachev won, and Apple's Jade was second, Footpad was third. Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought you said he was second. Let's I was Dance say. was fourth, and Leon Carvalho were fifth. You know who was sixth? Clan des Obo. Really? Now, that was some year of a triumph hurdle, and I think that if he can reprodu- reproduce form of old, he could have a massive chance in this, and... The £5 claims of massive help. Whilst we're on about that, just possibly the biggest mystery of the past 10 years of racing, how did Ivanovic Gorbatov win that triumph hurdle? (laughs) Oh, my days. I know we ran quite well at the weekend in the handicap hurdle, and there is a big pot in him. Big pot county hurdle winner this year. But, Jesus Christ, the strength in depth for that race, and you've got Ivanovic Gorbatov win it, who has gone on to do... Jack bugger up. all yeah. bugger all in his career uh, you'd have thought he were a future and champion even, and even that. if you look further back in that race Frodon was 8th uh, <laughs> so so Royal was 12th uh, and Who Dares Wins was 14th what it was a good year wasn't it what a cracking renewal of that race it was just uh, the most confusing winner in recent history uh, I, I can see where you're coming from with Leon Cavallo I, I think he's very potentially well handicapped and you say, in in these big field races, any claimer, I'd see I'd see as he's a fully plus. worth his five pound. Larkin Williams rides Mondet Mondet Avoir. He gets on really well with him. 
again, the £5 claim will help. And also, I think, did they leave you out too? Overpriced. Overpriced at 16 to 1. He ran a bit of a flat race last time, didn't he, at Kempton? Behind Mr. Fisher and Thomas Darby was third. His form before that gives him a shout. Yeah, I I really liked his form last time at Ascot. He did beat Thomas Darby by a head. His bumper form at Ascot was impressive at the time, but has taken a few knocks since. I I think he's overpriced at 16 to 1. Yeah, I'm just not quite sure how speedy did they leave you up to is. I, I, I like him, and I'm thinking along the same thought, train of thought of viewers that he could very well be the overpriced one in the market. Mm. But I, I, I'd, I'd, I think his future lies over a fair bit further. Then again, a slow horse can win the bet fair, e.g. Kalashny Slow. Is that his new name now? Kalashny Slow, yeah. Uh, younger brother of Don Poli, Kalashny Slow. Uh, Monsieur Lecox won his last two uh, for Lizzie Kelly and Jane Williams. Quite well last time out as well on Tolworth Hurdle Day. Uh, you know, won a similar handicap to this at Sandown. Obviously, it needs to take another step forward. A mark of one three two shouldn't be below him though. Again, Lizzie Kelly takes off three. He's got a he's got a decent chance. And I better mention Sussex Sussex Ranger because when he finished ninth of nine at Ascot behind Fidux and Global Citizen was back in second on that day. I said to Lewis. He's got a race in him, Sussex Ranger, somewhere, because I I thought his uh, juvenile hurdle form was outstanding a bit from last season. Uh, I think he was second behind We Have a Dream at Chepstow in the future champion juvenile. I think he's there's still room to, to move off his mark of 136. He, he has gone up £6 for that win last time by four and a half lengths by beating Monday Club, also an ex-horse of mine that I used to own, Djibouti Cabba, and uh, ran in that race. I don't own him anymore, Jimbo. I'd, I've sort of gone off him. I, I, I decided to purchase a new one, which was Miranda. Ah. So I thought, it's one or the other, and that's why I've let him go. Mar- oh, by the time this goes out, Miranda will have run. Absolutely hosed home at, at Ludlow. <laughs> Tomorrow, this, uh, on the Wednesday, we're recording on the Tuesday. Miranda... Runs on Wednesday afternoon at Ludlow, so good luck to her. In the Phillies and juvenile hurdle. I won't be laughing my head off if she comes home well beaten. I won't, Jim. I really won't. Please don't. No, it's all right. I'll, I'll be back in a don't you worry, mate. Uh, another one I think worth mentioning, Countista, ran in the Trull House last season. Uh, the Mayor's Novices Hurdle, obviously won by Lorena. She's not ran yet this year, but three novice, uh, sorry, two Novice Hurdle wins. Last season, before going on to fi- finish fifth in that decent race at Cheltenham, she 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 could be worth a bet. One three three looks like a very workable mark for her. Also, Lisp, who's been mad consistent. I bet Lisp last so far time this out, season, and I I thought it was his for the taking, and he just got nabbed by Mahead late on, and Mahead has since running the champion hurdle trial at Haydock. But yeah, second behind Global Citizen as well, prior to that, in the Jerry Fielding. That's as good handicap hurdle form Mondays as you're going to find. Mondesavo and Lisp both have very similar form, I think. And if you fancy one, you have to fancy the other. Do you? Yeah. I think Lisp form's slightly better. Do you think? I, I do. I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd be a lot more keen on Lisp than I would Mondesavo, but I guess that's why Lisp is a shorter price. Uh, is, is there anything at a big price, Jim, that, that you want to give a mention to really... Uh, I can I could see Chitty Bello 
running a good race. This is this is his level. I can see where you're coming from. Splash of Gins is in there. You, you like Splash of Gins, I know. William H. Bonney's won his last two, but would need to step up even more. I, I'm going to stick with Leon Carvalho. I, I think 14 to 1 is a decent enough price. And hopefully he can give his good run. What about you? If the one that I priced would be, did they leave you out too? But I'll probably be with Getaway Trump yeah. as a likely swimmer. I'd be with you there. I think he's really, really, really smart. So do I. You know, he, he bumped into a good one against Champ in the Chalow. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Getaway Trump almost proved himself to be going towards a similar level of a proper graded horse. The first two could be grade one horses in handicaps in the betting Getaway Trump and Al Dancer. I'm slightly more keen on Getaway Trump. Yeah, can see where you're coming from now. Going to go to Warwick now uh, for the Kingmaker's Novices Chase. Kalashnikov is 4-6. to six Who? To- Kalashni Slow, Kalashni sorry, is 4-6. Dahlia de Soil, so, uh, start again. Dalila de Soil. He's 5-1. Desuier, 7. Articulum, 8 for Ireland. 8-1, Glenn Forzer as well. And 8-1 as well, what's wrong with you? And Castafiore, who caused a massive upset when me and Jim Bow were at Haydock. Went winning the old car. Uh, it's a very nice little race. This Kalashnikov should win. He should win. He should win. But not at six to four on. I'm not. I'm not tempted to back. Glenn Forzer has been. Glenn Forzer's form is interesting because he beat Glen Rocco last time, and Glen Rocco has since hosed up in the Kempton race over three miles. This is back down in trip for Glen Forzer. Which is the question mark? I I like. Doesn't, Glenn. doesn't he head the betting for the Close Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, he's at top of the anti-post market for the novice handicap. Uh, go on, Jim. I, I'm not sure this will be his race. I think no. Warwick, is, Warwick will be too sharp for him. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how Kalashnikov goes. Because if he goes in this, he'll have to, he'll have to run a massive race in the arc. God, I'd be looking to get him beat, though. Yeah. I, I, I would be... If I mean, if I was betting in this, I might even do so. Look, his his six or four favourite is Kalashnikov. That uh, Dalila de Soy, uh, the the mare trained by Harry Fry, only had one run in Britain, which she won at Exeter. She's second favourite, and even even them two, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be betting either of them. I think they're both fairly short. The one if he comes over. Terence O'Brien's Articulum. Yeah. I think he's a quite a smart horse. He was second behind Getterbird, wasn't he? Yeah, and then beat beat Campiador. Last time out at Ireland, that's that that's pretty decent form. I know Campiador is as close to a well, le, you know, lazy, moody, <laughs> only runs well once every six months type of horse. But Articulum's quite a quite a decent, you know, quite a decent horse. I, I think he's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put anyone backing him each way for the Arkle. Kalashnikov should win this. Yeah, should win this pretty easily, but. God, not at odds on. I wouldn't back. I I wouldn't black Kalashnikov odds on to win anything. Yeah. And I don't dislike him. I really don't dislike him. But he's the slowest two miler I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it won't surprise me if he ended up, you know, running in an Ida. He's yeah. that slow. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Amy Murphy and Jack Finland. <laughs> Just slagging Kalashnikov slow off. <laughs> no, but I, 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 the thing is, I really like him, and I'd be all over him if he were going for JLT. Yeah. But he's Boston so slow. Boston translation would be in his way, though. He's so slow for a two-miler. Uh, Kalashnikov wins the Kingmaker, though, we both think. Both agree, there. 
under Jack Quinlan comes to the last with a two length lead having quickened away from Huntsman Sun the other two are 30 lengths behind Lisdun Varnalad in third ahead of Scorpion Sid Kalashnikov bar one peck on landing has jumped pretty well and soon put Huntsman Sun in his place after jumping the last we are going to have time to fit in the eye catcher of the week it's not been very much unless you like Wolverhampton uh, in the past week Jimbo who are you going for? Mine comes in the first race at Sandown on Saturday, and the horse who finished third, Bullfrog. Oh, yes. Gary Moore. Good shout. Uh, he won on debut uh, in a mare's intermediate. She, sorry. Yeah, he she, won on debut in a mare's what? <laughs> she won on debut in a mare's intermediate bumper. Only won by a short head that day, but I thought ran a really good race here. I mean, what was a fairly decent race, I thought. Uh, outrun. Her odds at 25 to 1. Uh, just tired in the final furlong, I thought. Did go with the pace, which was fairly quick early on, raising the bar, set the tempo, and was a very eye catching run, I thought, and could have better targets further on to go and could have a decent handicap in her somewhere. What about you? Mine's almost the complete opposite side. Uh, to Jimbo in terms of the sort of horse I've gone for for an eye catcher of the week because Jim's gone for a young a young horse right at the very start of its career 12 year old Folsom Blue stayed on brilliantly in the handicap hurdle that Lord Napier won I'm sorry if he lines up in the Grand National he's got a cracking shot he would have won the Irish National yeah. last season yeah. and that was as promising as eye catching a handicap hurdle run you're going to get as much of it. gets in the national as well. God, I think he'd get in. Yeah. Just about. Well, he's he's officially rated 144. So I'm not sure, but, you know, in terms of going forward to the Grand National, the sort of run over hurdles you want to see. I know Pino de Rey ran pretty similar to that in the Potemps. The year he won the race... I mean, he needs four miles minimum. He's 40 Falsam to 1 in the betting for the Grand National. Would that interest you? Oh, yeah. After Big that time. performance, I thought that. He, he plugged on uh, and he was there at the finish and surprised me, to be honest. He, he out, the thing is, he, he managed to get outpaced even over three miles. Yeah, I know. He, he, he's a proper through and through stayer. And look, it's probably the only time in my life I'll have an eye catcher of the week over the age of 10. <laughs> Never mind the 12 year old. But. Oh, and again, it's going to come back to Jimbo taking the mick and saying the only thing I think about is the Grand National. But in terms of performances that you'd like to see from a horse who should run in the National this season, that was really good and it certainly caught my eye. Right, been a, been a bit of a big addition this week, Jimbo, but there's been a lot to talk about. A lot of really, really good action to get stuck into. Yeah, uh, cracking weekend ahead and nice to talk about last weekend because it followed Cheltenham Clues last weekend and hopefully the Betfair hurdle can spring up a f- future star or a couple of winners for us. Before we go, Jimbo, if there's one horse that ran at the weekend that you say wins at the Cheltenham Festival, last who weekend? is it? Yeah. Oh, very good question. And If you say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to slap your mic Sir Eric. No. Well Ryan done. Ferdle. You didn't say lost in translation. No. Well done. Uh, Sir Eric for me. Uh, I was very impressed with his win. What about what about you? Do you? Mine's... Oh, man would be commander of fleet for the potato race if we knew what were happening with Beakstown. Yeah. So therefore, it will be 
Envoy Allen Ooh. will be the champion bumper winner. Fair dues. So we've I both really gone like for him. two Irish horses. Yeah. Well, Mullins Mullin doesn't seem to have very much in his bump. I know he's a blue Sari who you like. Yeah, I really like him. But I think Envoy Allen's pretty, pretty good. He, you know, he came with a hefty price tag and he's justif- he seems like he's going to justify it so far. Mm. Looks a really smart horse. Really, really smart horse. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Belzil went and won the Gold Cup. <laughs> heard it here. <laughs> Uh, that's it for this week uh, thanks a lot for listening this has been Turf Talk see you all again next week see you later